So should we start by warning everybody that we're going to swear? Yes. There's some swears. Heads up. I like that. (laughs) That was adequate. So, Sam, uh, you've been married some time. Do do you need any background on this whole dating app stuff before we move forwards? I... Like, you literally understand how it works, right? Yes. Okay, okay. Would it be helpful? Should we... We could open up an app. I could... We could show him literally what it looks like. Let's see. Okay, let me see if I can... um... So it's the like the entire screen is taken up by a person's face. Yeah. So here's Taylor's profile. He, this is he looks. Image. I would not swipe right. Hey, <laughs> you look confused hey. and lost. I'm, you look like you're lost in the woods. I'm on a mountain. You want to introduce us, Sam? Uh, yeah. Uh, so here to tell me all about online dating are producers Taylor Quimby and Justine Paradise. All right, so there are a lot of tropes, a lot of things that you see all the time when you're looking at online dating profiles. The filters with the glasses and, like, the sparkly fairy stuff. I don't even know what app it is. Those are, like, Snapchat filters that have translated to Instagram. Lots of pictures of, like, abs uh, I've seen. (laughs) Shirtless people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here in New Hampshire, there is this very specific trend. I mean, I I am 100% in support of nature and being outdoorsy and all that. I just found it amusing that, I mean, in my unscientific evaluation i think like 80 percent of profiles the first thing you see is hiking so hiking yep so this is keith testa um 38 divorced and single recently decided to try some online dating and I, it just makes me sort of wonder how there aren't like massive traffic jams of human beings on like every mountain in new hampshire every weekend it just seems like it's a strange thing to have first on so many profiles uh right out of the gate and uh, and just to add to this same hiking trend, uh, a word that I've seen a lot of people use to describe themselves in the text portion is, quote, outdoorsy. Which could really mean a lot of different things. Outdoors-esque. Oh, and one more thing, the fish photos. Dudes posing with fish. <laughs> the fish photos are so real. Yeah. It's like every other person. Uh, and in fact, the other thing I see are women saying, if you have fish photos, I'm swiping left. There are people who are very clear about their deal breakers. You see a lot of fish means immediate swipe, Trump support means immediate swipe left. Um, I think those are the two biggest ones I see all the time. Do you think, do you find that as a person who like has not defined themselves as like outdoorsy on your profile, like do you find that other people are like biased against you for that? It's hard to tell, but I do think probably it is, it hinders me sometimes in terms of even just getting past that like first swipe I suspect there are people who read the profile I have on there and just decide, yeah, he's not really outdoorsy enough, and off they go. Uh, that's so funny to me because it's like, like so many people are just very, very minimally outdoorsy, but describe themselves as that. Where I'm at is like I like to hike, but I think I'm more accurately in the category of like I like to walk. <laughs> and like between the two of us, Taylor, like you're more of like the mountain hiker. It is like it's something I do. I would like to be able to hike with someone, but I don't think that's a disqualifier. Really though? Is it is it not a disqualifier if someone doesn't like to hike at all for you? Well, let me put it this way. I'm into several things. And if I dated someone who was into none of them, that would be a disqualifier. Right. It has something to do together. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm less likely to put anime on my <laughs> Like that's like I don't. It is a little bit of a disqualifier for some. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like anime and hiking don't go together, and yet, like that's all a part of me. And I and I feel it's hard to like create a well-rounded version of yourself. 
All right, where are we going with this? Okay, so if it's not obvious, Justine and I have been both single at points in the not-so-distant past. And, uh, and we've totally been wrestling with these ideas from a personal perspective, but we wanted to know how other people feel about the same subject. So eventually we decided that the best way to investigate the question of online dating while outdoorsy uh, was to ask people on the apps themselves. So you guys were just like hanging out at work, swiping left or right on Tinder. Um, what of it, yeah. said Evans Brown. <laughs> <laughs> This is Outside In, a show about the natural world and how we use it. I'm Sam Evans-Brown, and today we are hearing different stories from people who are tackling a fairly universal question. In romantic relationships, how important is it that people are into the same things? But in this case, we're focusing on the great outdoors. If you love nature, does your partner need to love nature too? And if they don't, is that a deal breaker? So let's start with a couple of people who might look at a profile like Keith's and decide to swipe left. And left is, left is bad. Left is a rejection, right? Oh, my God, Sam. <laughs> Did we not just show you the apps? Did we not just do this? Uh. Some people have described themselves as outdoorsy, and then you meet them, and you're like, man, they're kind of pasty looking. <laughs> like, are you sure you're outdoorsy? So this is Phoenix Young. I am a paralegal in personal injury law, and I'm from Austin, Texas. Can you just describe the picture? It's like, what, what's actually happening there? Um, okay, so I am kind of a, I, I look like kind of a kid. I'm 36, but I look like I'm about maybe in my mid to late 20s, I guess. And I'm dressed like head-to-toe in camouflage. Like, I got the camo jacket. Um, I have on the camo gloves. And I have a compound bow, and I'm squatting down, and I'm in front of, like, this big cart. And um, and I'm smiling, and I got a nice smile, you know, mouthful of teeth. And that's a, yeah, that's a picture that I use. A, a carp? A carp, yeah, yes. A carp. Uh-huh. What's, what is that? <laughs> it's a fish. Um, <laughs> oh, a, a fish. <laughs> Phoenix is one of those people who puts a fish on her profile. Got Shame on you for assuming it's just dudes. I know, I know. Especially because her favorite hobby is even more intense. She is what we call a bow fisher. And it's actually like, you know, it's seriously hard to do. You don't know how, like, you, I guess you could guess how deep the fish is. Um, you also have to take into account refraction. Um, so where you're aiming is not like, you know, actually the fish, but maybe like below or above. Is this not a metaphor for dating? I mean, come on. (laughs) So Phoenix does. She puts the photo up on Bubble. It does get a response. I got a bunch of guys that were suddenly interested in bow fishing. And I'm like, "Uh, are y'all really interested in bow fishing? Are y'all interested in, like, me? Or is this a way for y'all to pursue me? Or, you know, so I got, I guess, like, a kind of, um, you know, a lot of fakers in that sense. Can, Can I ask, like, like, did you choose that picture for any particular reason, because it was fun or because, you know, I mean, like, why why use that photo? You know, I want to stand out. You know, I, I know not a lot of, like, people in general, especially ladies, do that kind of thing. And that is also, like, one of my hobbies that I'm super passionate about. It's a pretty big deal in my life. Like, fishing always has been. So 
These fish photos are, like, really easy to make fun of. We've done it on the podcast. But one way to explain it is, okay, like, I was happy in this moment. I was smiling. It's a good picture of me, so I, I posted it. But other people might might have a fish photo because, you know, fishing might have caused problems in their relationships in the past because that they spend a lot of time doing it. And they're saying, this is not going to be a problem this time. I'm putting it right out there. This is what you're getting. I'm a fisherman or a fisherwoman. A fisher. I'm a fisher. <laughs> I'm a bow fisher. I had a couple guys. Uh, and they'd be like, hey, I'm on the lake today. Look what I caught. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice. But did you, you know, get it with a bow and arrow? So, you know, after a couple of like, you know, really shitty ass dates, I was like, man, you know, I just need to stop wasting my time. So on like the first date, I would bring them either like on a hike or on like a run or something like that. Phoenix actually did end up meeting someone on Bumble and putting them through her trial by fire. On their very first date, they went on a hike in what I guess was pretty rocky, pretty steep terrain. And um, and he kept up pretty good. Pretty good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't kill him, which is nice. He's happy about that. <laughs> and when we talked to her, they'd been together for about a year. So this is one category of outdoorsy person on the apps. Phoenix is a badass, and well, she doesn't need her partner to be into bow fishing per se. Getting outside is a lifestyle for her, so she needs someone to be able to keep up. But for some people, the word outdoorsy, I think, goes beyond lifestyle to something a little deeper. Why don't you start by just introducing yourself? Okay. I'm Eric Bertrand. I'm born and raised in New Hampshire. Grew up here. I probably will die here, I think. I am actually kind of impressed that you were able to convince people on online dating apps that they should be interviewed for a podcast. Yeah, but you actually seem to get a lot more like interviews lined up a lot more quickly than I did. Well, I had a method. Uh, you know, you can't come in with your first message and be like, "Be on a podcast." Wait, it, are you saying I'm not like not charming? Like I, I'm on just, my apps, I'm just saying I opened with good compliments. He asked if anyone told told me ever that I looked like Hawkeye from the Avenger movies. You totally so. do. You but do. I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. So great pickup line. Eric explained to us that he has not always been what you might call a hardcore hiker. I did hike Mount Washington in my 20s, and I think I hiked Mount Tecumseh maybe. Polar opposite weather each time, like really beautiful year one year, and then the next year it was just like white out. You know, you're getting pelted in the cheeks. It was, uh, it was great, actually. In retrospect, of course, everything is very tough in the moment, but when you look back at it, it's just, it's just, uh, it's why I think I do it most of the time. This story says so much about why hardcore hikers and hardcore hiking is more divisive in the dating world. Not everybody is into a six to eight hour hike in freezing sleet. Yeah, I'm kind of like, what I love about hiking is picnics, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, the ice cream afterwards. It's like you've been hiking with me before. <laughs> As I started hiking again in earnest about 10 or so years ago, I, I think that's really when I started realizing, you know, this is not just kind of an, an exercise like a physical exercise for me, or even really uh, a way to kind of take a trip somewhere and, you know, see something different. But it was really a, a, re- a retreat of sorts, kind of an escape. So Eric's dating profile is, is pretty much all hiking pics. He's got some in winter with goggles. Uh, he mentions fitness and hiking in his profile more than once. He says other stuff too, but you can tell it's super duper important to him. And listening to him tell this story... You know, he says it's an escape. It's not just exercise. I think that hiking is borderline spiritual for Eric. Um, 
And and so maybe putting it so prominently in his dating profile is not unlike a religious person saying something like, I love Jesus, you should too. I don't really know if it's problematic to say like fishing and hiking and religion are the same. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I I, I get, I know what you mean. But like anything can be so deeply meaningful to a person that, that they feel like you have to know this about me and it's not going to change. Well, it's like, is that like, is this just an interest that you may or may not share with me that I am going to continue to have? Or is this me? Right. Yeah. And like, let's not waste each other's time. And in Eric's case, the idea of identity is really important uh, because he told us he was married to a woman for 20 years before coming out as gay. The the journey to coming out and hiking, mm-hmm. how connected are those two things with, for you? Yeah, I think uh, I think it really helped me discern what it meant for me. That space, um, I think, is what I really needed. You know, I think without it, I think I'd probably still be kind of stuck, you know, and sort of maintaining status quo, which is the safer way to go and, you know, kind of saying, well, maybe someday down the road, like down the road, down the road, down the road. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad it kind of happened the way it happened. So if you started sort of really get into hiking in the last 10 years, was that something that you shared with your co-parent, your ex-wife, or is that, um, or is that something that you were kind of going off on your own? Like how important yeah. was that to you as a couple? Um, it wasn't, you know, it really wasn't actually. Um, she's afraid of heights, actually, <laughs> which didn't help much. You know, she loves the outdoors, and she, but she's a flatlander. Can I just break in and say how much I hate that phrase? <laughs> it's just like, it, like people from New Hampshire sort of denigrating people from southern New England, which is funny because our mountains are really not even that tall. I mean, yes, but Sam, you are distracting from the point here. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say that that was maybe something that, you know, one of a few things that kind of drew us apart from each other, perhaps. And that tends to happen over over many years, I guess, with a lot of couples anyway. You know, it wasn't a bad thing, I guess. But I feel like, you know, looking forward now, as I'm looking forward, I'd like to, I think, have that in common. You know, have that those, those core interests in common. I think that really what's, is what helps you build, um, well, keep a relationship really close. While that all sounds pretty straightforward, a lot of people will probably relate, uh, when it comes to hiking, to outdoorsiness, you can use the same language and mean very, very different things. Cliff jumping's outdoorsy or spelunking, but so is growing carrots and, like, beach picnics. <laughs> You're like, what's the difference between drinking iced coffee and ice climbing, really? Like, literally standing outside, watching the sunset. Yeah, enjoying the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Adventures, both semantic and otherwise, coming up after the break. You're listening to Outside In. I'm Sam Evans-Brown. And today, stories about dating and the outdoors. Over the past few weeks, producers Taylor Quimby and Justine Paradise spent a lot of time on Tinder at the office, and now they're explaining it to me. It was for work. (laughs) We were swiping in a professional capacity. I remember, like, bringing a friend home from college. I took her hiking, and she was someone I kind of, like, dated off and on through the years. And she... I, I was I was very unimpressed with her level of enthusiasm for how beautiful it was, and it very much ruined it for me. This is Elizabeth. All right, I'm Elizabeth. I live in Guilford, New Hampshire. Like Eric in Phoenix, she could be described as outdoorsy. She does go hiking. She agrees that it can tell you a lot about a potential partner. I like to um, 
notice whether someone matches pace with you. I hate when someone walks like a few paces ahead of me. Mm. Is that like a sign of something? Is it yeah, I think they're the just pace? not paying attention to the other person. Me, the important one. <laughs> <laughs> but her outdoorsy identity does not involve bow fishing or winter ascents of Mount Washington. I garden a little bit crappily. I walk around in the woods aimlessly. I, heart, I go in search of specific plants. I cross-country ski in the winter. So Elizabeth also lived out west for a few years, and um, she told us that when she lived in Montana, she and her friends would go on, like, weeks-long backpacking trips looking for shed elk antlers. I mean, an elk antler can be, like, this big, you know, like, maybe four feet long for a big one and weigh, I don't know, 10 pounds. Yeah. And you get, like, 20 of them strapped to your back, and you look like a crazy person. You have to have someone boost the pack onto you. (laughs) That's really cool. But even the the experience of, like, walking out and looking for plants or elk antlers is so different from, I'm going to summit this mountain. Yes. You know? Yeah. So what do you have in your profile? I don't know. I have, like, happy pictures of myself doing stuff I like. Like, there's pictures of me hiking and eating food, mostly, and, like, petting a goat. Uh, and I think it just says things like, I'm not into jerks. So what what her profile actually says, among other things, excellent cook, voracious reader, sucker for kids, loves the woods, nature, plants, and animals. Uh, and, you know, I, I would say that that doesn't necessarily scream, let's through hike the Pacific Crest Trail. But Elizabeth definitely is outdoorsy. She's got a hiking photo. And at first glance, you might think that people like Eric and Phoenix and Elizabeth and anybody who puts this stuff out there actually have a lot in common. What do you think when you see a profile where somebody is very, very, uh, like, hiking forward? Like, all their pictures are on the presidential range. There's, like, one in winter, so they're, you know, like, ice in the beard. Um, I think they're not going to like me. (laughs) 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 And I'm not going to like them. (laughs) That's what I think. I feel like I see other people stating their um, level of outdoorsiness. To me, I like I'm not super looking for that in other people. And when I see it, I feel like it's a coded message that says I don't want to date a fat person, and I don't, and I'm ableist. Like I want you to be as active and able-bodied as I am. And I have invisible disabilities and health issues. To me, it's not about, like, consuming the outdoors in this way. I'm kind of intimidated by it sometimes. Yeah. And this is Kenny. He's 25 years old, uh, works as a cook at a little cafe in Manchester, New Hampshire. We actually interviewed them together, maybe to make it a little less awkward. Did they know each other? No. Because, like, oftentimes, like, I'm the, I'm the hiker out of all my friends. So it's like if someone's way more into it than me. I'm like, oh, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm feeling like a little inadequate right now. Kenny told us he got into hiking as a hobby through an ex. It was cool because it, was, it wasn't something that I had really known much about. And so he, like, he was super into trees and stuff. He was like really into nature. So it was, it's fun to go out and do something like that with someone that really enjoys it. That'd be a good line for a profile. Super into trees. <laughs> Wicked into trees. <laughs> uh, these days, Kenny does do some big hikes. Like he goes up into the White Mountains. But it's actually not something he's looking to do with a partner necessarily. I really like being alone. <laughs> and I work in kitchens. So it's chaos nonstop. 
so like hiking is just my solitude. Do you do you remember the first time you went on like a hiking date? Yeah, it was really nice. Um it was it was we we didn't have to like talk too too much. Like I kind of I kind of like to just sit in silence sometimes even when I'm dating someone or I'm like hanging out with someone. So hiking was like a good thing for me too cuz he was in the same mind frame I was and he kept the same pace as me. So we just like power through it. It wasn't like it wasn't necessarily like a romantic like oh look at the beautiful all the beautiful trees and all the beautiful leaves and the foliage but kind of just let's get to the top and then let's get out. So both Kenny and Elizabeth love the outdoors in different ways and as much as the idea here is to find someone you want to share experiences with um it's often easier to define yourself by like the inverse by uh what you don't want but what you don't want to share. Yeah, coming together over the things that you hate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big recreator. Like, I don't like machines. I don't mean to be super judgmental about it, but... um. You mean, like, four-wheelers? Snowmobiles, four-wheelers, dirt bikes. Then there's the fish thing. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't care about your fish. The people that do the yoga poses on top of the mountains, that one is... That's a no-go for me. <laughs> oh, that's that, a disqualifier. Yeah. Oh. I don't like that. Like, like your yoga is that much more spiritual because you're on top of a mountain now. Like maybe, maybe for some people it is. Maybe I'm being really judgmental right now about it, but it just seems silly. So both of them are kind of saying like, if you're, in, it's not about if you're into nature or not, but kind of how you're into nature. Can I like reveal myself to be old man Evans Brown right now, please? Yeah. So, so my wife and I, when we first started dating, we're both like very active outdoorsy people, yeah. like by any definition of those terms. But, but like we we especially when we first started dating, quote unquote, consumed the outdoors in very different ways, like ways that that I'm like hearing. Elizabeth and Kenny saying are like disqualifying for them. So, so for instance, our first hike together was this huge balancing act of like, I was a competitive cross country skier and I wanted to get to the fucking top. And Aubrey was like trying to show me plants and things. And, and like, you know, because I liked her, I, I sort of like, like pushed down all of my urge. It was like, why are we stopping? Why are we stopping? Why are we stopping? And, and like didn't express those things. (laughs) But like, but like if I had like, I don't know, like ruled out a relationship because we had different hiking styles, like we would have never gotten married. Yeah. And also some of this stuff gets um, even hairier when you start thinking about there's there's a class connotations here, too. Right. Where it's like, oh, I like the outdoors, but it's consumptive to do it in this way versus it's spiritual to do it in this way. Right. Um, In a way, dating apps kind of can break down class boundaries because you're meeting people that you wouldn't wouldn't be in your friend networks before. But we know that like black women don't do very well and Asian men don't do very well. Like it's still they're still there. Um, And how that translates to outdoorsiness, like I, th- I think it does. Like there, I think you can hear it a little bit when you talk about, you know, I don't like camo hats, or I, even I don't like fish photos. Right. You know, there's like a, give the, that guy with the fish photo a chance, or lady with the fish photo. <laughs> but I guess. there's no time in the world to give everyone a chance. It's <laughs> right. your, it's your, you, you gotta have babies sometimes. You know? <laughs> there's a biological clock going on. <laughs> One of the things that I think about with this with this whole situation is that. Um, you know, some preferences are totally shallow and surface, and I'm not saying that that's a good or bad thing. It's just the way it is. Like, this is what I like, you know. Um, but but sometimes our preferences are signifiers of something that's much deeper and more profound. Like, um, 
the way that we grew up or a culture that we've grown up in, that kind of thing. Like Elizabeth, whose uh, family is Swedish. Like in Sweden, basically there aren't you, – you can't really trespass if you're picking berries because it's seen to be a, like a human right to be able to do that. And <laughs> that's a different relationship to land that we have. So that's more what I grew up with and I can't separate it myself from it. Your heritage, like you're from Scandinavia, like my mom's from the island, she's from Papua New Guinea. And so my entire family still lives there and they live off the land, they eat the food that they grow. So like to me it is an important thing and like the mountains for me is, that's where I come from, like New Hampshire's home for me. So there is like a really special place in my heart for it. And like I do, I hope that someone that I'm dating recognizes that, that this is like really important thing to me. But your profile had more emphasis on tacos than it did on hiking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, food is definitely more of a thing for me than hiking. So I'm kind of, I'm not taking it too, too seriously. Here's what I like. Take it or leave it. So the, the thing that I feel like I've been going back and forth about here is that saying you're outdoorsy or, or posting a picture of you hiking is just sort of like... Milk toast. Yeah, you can get away with you can get away with it. It's sort of like it's like looking for someone with a good sense of humor, yeah. right? I mean, Fluent in like, sarcasm. Yeah. Loves watching yeah. The Office, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which compared to watching anime, if you were to put that in your profile, that might put a lot of people off, but it would attract the the complete anime fans, the people who that's their thing, right? Yeah. I talked to this person named Hannah for this story, and they're sort of like me, a geek who's into things like D and D, but also loves to hike. And for them, hiking wasn't really the thing that they felt like they needed to advertise so much. I'm not online dating currently, but when I do, I have a very firm rule that if I'm writing something in a profile and I think I should take that out because somebody might not like it, then it has to stay in. And if I think I should take that out because it doesn't actually reflect me, that's fine. I mean, I think it's a strained exercise to build a profile, but in some way for you, it sounds like it helps It helps to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was what's funny about the outdoorsiness thing is that there are the people out there, the Phoenixes and the Erics, for whom the degree to which you're into the outdoors might be a disqualifier. People, people for whom hiking is their anime, right? And and the fact that everybody uses it as as this you know this bland thing that they can just have as the wallpaper behind their profile picture means that the Phoenixes have to ask themselves, wait, but really though, right? And Eric, our hardcore hiker. He definitely talked about, like, navigating this signifier minefield. I will, like, if they'll reach out to me and say they're, you know, they're, they're interested in hiking too, you know, and it's like, okay, what, what did you hike last? Or what, what's, what's your favorite hike, perhaps? And they'll say something like Mount Major or, like, you know, a smaller mountain. And I try to be, I mean, I've hiked Mount Major before, and it's awesome. You know, it's a great Mountain. So I get the impression that Mount Major's code for something here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Oh, my God. It's just um, I try. Uh, this is where I really want to be like um, I think I need to work on my um, my appreciation of of the actual activity, you know, and not kind of like score, you know, score based on a peak here or a peak there. So you're being really polite here, but I just, I just Taylor, what is what is the code for Mount Major? Okay, okay. So, so Mount Major is a is a very popular and easy hike in New Hampshire with a very iconic and recognizable view. It's like if you put on your profile that you were into film 
And then you were like, oh, what was the last film that you watched? And they were like, Trick. oh, I went to go see The Avengers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, OK. So Eric sees a picture of someone who's, quote unquote, a hiker with a picture of Mount Major. And he thinks you're probably not into this in the way that I'm into this. Right. The thing that I think that a lot of people fear, though, and Eric included, is that when you have deal breakers, there's always that chance that you could turn someone away that would have been perfect, that would have been the right person for you. So actually, this reminds me of something that Keith said. He's the the person we heard from first at the beginning. Um, You know, regardless of what deal breakers you have, like let's say you do or don't want kids, it's like with the right person you might change your mind. And you don't know how to make decisions about your life with someone when you haven't met them yet. I also want to be influenced to a degree because that's really how you grow. I mean, I, you know, maybe there's a great flat trail, like, you know, <laughs> somewhere that, <laughs> you know, that I, I like love it was, to... It's still, like, within hiking terms, though. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. A so flat trail or a steep trail. <laughs> yeah. Either would do. <laughs> yeah, maybe a canyon that we go down. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Just kidding. So, Taylor, Sam, um, I think we've all learned some valuable lessons about love today. Mm. Have we? (laughs) Yes. Put anime on my profile. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We've all learned something. But for me, I I do think that Phoenix put it best when she was explaining how to bowfish. You don't know how, like, I guess you could guess how deep the fish is. But for real, though, as she was describing catching carp by bow and arrow, I I couldn't help but wonder, is bowfishing actually a metaphor for love? I feel a cliche coming on you... <laughs> about all the fish in the sea. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's bow fishing. Like, bow fishing is like a better metaphor than just fishing. Like, at first glance, you, like, you don't know how deep the fish is. Like, are they far away? Are they open to you? Or are they, they holding themselves at a distance? Like, your first image of them is an illusion. At the beginning, you can't quite see them clearly. You have to aim a little to the side of your target. Like, sometimes what might seem to be the direct path to them isn't the right, isn't actually the right one. And if you do catch a, a fish through bow fishing and then you reel it in and then you throw it back because you, you don't like that one, it might actually die of heartbreak because you shoot it through the heart <laughs> with an arrow. <laughs> yeah, Cupid's arrow. <laughs> killed, killed it. Outside In was produced this week by Justine Paradise and Taylor Quimby, with help from me, Sam Evans-Brown, and Jimmy Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Erica Janik. Maureen McMurray is the director of Swiping Left on Companies That Don't Pay Interns. Special thanks to the New Hampshire Fishing Facebook page, Phoenix, Kenny, Elizabeth, Eric, Hannah, Clay, and Claire, and everybody who spoke to us or texted or ghosted us for this story. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Outside In is a production of New Hampshire Public Radio.
Here's another person, 33, six miles very away. Thirsty. She's yeah. Drinking. What do you mean by that? She just has like the photos of her with literally a glass like <laughs> oh, okay. in her mouth. Thirsty means a couple different things. <laughs> in this Sam, you've been out of the game, dude. <laughs> Wait, what does thirsty mean? Oh, it means like horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're already getting into my ignorance. You know, the thirst trap. <laughs> All right, anyway, <laughs> right over my head. So, here's some nice photos. <sighs> 